Hello, everybody. My name is Danny Grant. I am an artist, a drawing and painting instructor, a podcaster. I live in Austin, Texas, and I would like to welcome you back to the studio. This is the place where I interview and talk shop with other professional artists, and we get an inside glimpse into their daily lives as professional artists. Back again on this episode is artist, gallery owner, fiction writer, Quint Cordaire. Um, I guess the way that I'll set up part two of my conversation with Quint is to start by saying that I was in a much better mood at the end of this conversation than I was before we spoke. And basically, Quint reminded me how important it is for us as artists to focus on our values and basically rededicate ourselves to our own values to create beautiful, inspiring work in the face of negative distractions and circumstances beyond our control. Um, I'm really proud of this episode. It's the type of conversation that I want, that I really want this podcast to 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 be all about. Um, and so I, re- I really enjoyed this conversation and I hope that you will too. So please enjoy part two with Quint Cordaire. All right, I'm back with Quint Cordaire. Quint, thanks for joining me again for a part two. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Danny. It's great to great to be here again and uh, always great to talk with you. Thank you. Um, yeah, there's so much. I think because you had sort of different careers, I, there's just so much to cover with you. Um, so again, and thanks for doing this again. I wanted to start today with... We had the first debate in this uh, presidential election season the other night, and I saw on Facebook um, a a little piece, uh, amusing, we might call it, um, that you wrote about the debate or, you know, just the, the kind of situation. And I'm hoping that you'll read it for us, um, or I can read it either way, um, but it's just a beautiful example of the 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 skill of your writing and um without sounding too corny but just it just painted such a vivid picture for me and it also struck a chord um uh, with kind of where I'm at thinking about the whole situation. Sure. So sure. would you like to read that for us? Uh, and then we sure. can talk about it. Well, I'll I'll preface it uh okay. with just saying yeah. that this um uh, you know the the quote unquote debate was coming up, and um, I've certainly followed the candidates and the and the campaigns, and and have been very, as with many people, have been so disappointed in in the quality of of what we're left with at this point. Yeah, and watching the way that the two candidates. Um, talk about issues, talk about each other and so forth. The, the, the one thing that, that struck me that struck me as I was thinking about what was about to happen the other night was, and, and having watched what's gone on with even the, the Democratic 
debates, and, and then particularly the Republican debates, is that they haven't been debates at all, and, and it's really just kind of a political sparring boxing match. The issues aren't really debated in any way at all, and, and the more I got right. to thinking about that, the more disappointed I I got with it. Um, it... it it had me thinking in terms of it, it's just I I wanted to express something of of how I was feeling about the situation and and in a way that would um, I don't want to say help me cope with it but 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 to to help solidify my own perspective about it and how I wanted to cope with it and deal with it personally yeah. and uh, my own personal antidote. And, and, and when you're an artist, art can really help with that. And, and when I say artist, I, I definitely include fiction writing. And this isn't quite fiction because it's it, it certainly plays off of a real thing that was happening, but it's, it's a fictionalized um, perspective on it. Anyway, I'll just go ahead and read it and then we can okay. talk about it and go where sure. we're going to go with it. Uh, let's see, this was September 26th, uh, 3.12 in the afternoon when I posted it on Facebook. It says, there won't be a debate tonight. There won't be a debate, but there will be a carnival sideshow. Beyond the Barker's flap, a shameless display of two character mangled freaks circling, scratching, and clawing at each other goaded on by a crowd thirsty for blood, by flushed gamblers calling out for their grotesquerie of choice to outmaneuver, to dominate, to sink teeth into a throat. There won't be a debate, but there will be a show. If I slip into the back for a moment, it won't be to watch the spectacle on stage, but to regard, to study, those who have paid at the door with so many pieces of tarnished soul. The night without will be cooler and clean, the tense yellow glow and cries for flesh fading as I round the far corner, taking the path that follows the river where the raft of moonlight comes to float along beside, drifting towards the darkening wood. So that was all of it. And, Great. Um, and it, it just, it, it gave me, there was an opportunity to express my frustration with the situation and also to, 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 to help identify another aspect of it was that, that the, the candidates that are there are only there because this is what the people have supported. This is, uh, yeah. uh, this is what, uh, this is the result of, of the American public's values and their, uh, of, I guess. Um, and, yeah. and, and so, yeah, so I just, you know, for artists have always had the opportunity. They have a very powerful tool at their disposal to to in, encapsulate important things and moments and to uh, uh, to convey them in a way that that can't really be done in any other way and this was just for me personally mm -hmm. and um, I, I crafted it I honed it I edited it uh, very carefully 
and made sure it said exactly what I wanted it to say as as effectively as I could um, as effectively as I could say it. The same I gave it the same attention that I would give any of my fiction writing, mm-hmm. and um, I shared it and 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 hopefully it was of some some value to uh, to friends as well. Yeah. And from some of the comments and responses, I think it probably was. Yeah, it was, it was, it was certainly moving for me. Um, as I mentioned to you before we started recording, I've had um, lots of conversations with artists, friends about this, this current situation and, and how it's affecting us on a daily basis, just our, our basic mood and how, um, it's 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 actually become difficult at certain times um to focus on our work and um i think part of what was so moving to me about this piece is that you allude in the in the last part to kind of um separating yourself from it and kind of noticing um something beautiful um talking about the let me find the the part um, where the raft of moonlight comes to float along beside as you're walking. Uh, sorry, taking the path that follows the river where the raft of moonlight comes to float along beside drifting towards the darkening wood. Um, you know, just finding, <laughs> separating ourselves from it and finding something uh, that's still beautiful, that's still um to just kind of take refuge in that, I guess. And, and I don't know. I, um, it's difficult to be sure. Um, yeah. I'm reminded of you know, sometimes when I try to figure out how to, to, uh, what perspective I should take on, on these kind of things. It's, it's very easy to get, uh, disheartened, dispirited, um, and and for good reason. However, mm-hmm. um, I look back through history at, at uh, what so many of the the great artists and composers have created. Uh, so many of them lived in times that were so much more difficult yeah. and, and dangerous than uh, than what we have to to deal with today. And uh, yeah, that's true. From that perspective, it's the ones, the ones who have uh, uh, just focused in on on what they are are capable of doing despite the situation. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 all through the Enlightenment, the Renaissance, there there there, <laughs> there were people every bit of, as bad as uh, Trump and, and Hillary in charge of things sometimes, and, and regimes oh, sure. lasted for a very short time, and wars and battles and changing of boundaries, and and um, and artists having to, to uproot and shift around, and and diseases and all sorts of things they had to to deal yeah. with, cope with, and yet you know uh, the ones I'm sure many of them or or, or any good artist or potentially good artist uh, didn't make it because of those situations, but the ones that did uh, still managed to to pull off what they did despite everything that was going on around them. For me, um, 
it, it often comes back to that to that uh, uh, the little the little maxim about uh, uh, the courage to change what you can and right. knowing what yeah. you can't and the wisdom to you know the wisdom to know the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think that just that always has to be true. No matter what the situation is, there's almost always something that a person can do. Uh, there's a lot that they they can't, no matter what situation that they're in, good or bad. But but the the, the better the better we focus on on what is achievable to us, um, well, the the more value we create for ourselves. So. Uh, that's what I'm yeah. trying trying to do. It's it's you know it's such an easy distraction. Politics is, and, and there's no matter how much we uh, complain about it, write about it, think about it, um, there's there's not a whole lot unless you're in politics, unless you're right at the heart of it. You can campaign right. and do all of that. And I would certainly advocate you know people who want to be involved in that kind of thing to do it. Um, but if your job that you've chosen um, is, is as, a, as a painter, sculptor, writer, um, probably the best thing you can do is, is to do your job um, yeah. and, and to paint and to write. And if the politics affects that, or if it can fuel that, if you can channel it towards that situation, Mm-hmm. Um, great. Uh, but you know, there, there's also just so much value in, in, in creating something that's not politically related at all. And that's what fuels the people who are in those political battles and wars, um, to be able to go back out again the next day. Right. And, uh, Remind themselves. To do it again. Yeah. 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 And, yeah, you know, I guess, the art that you create is going to be here uh, long, long after the current political situation has has played itself out. But that's a ultimately, great point. I do think an artist has to be just really has to be as as uh, uh, selfish as possible mm-hmm. and 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 focused in on what they really value. And uh, there's always potential distractions that, you know, no matter whether it's a bad political situation or, or a casino up the street or, you know, who knows, but um, there's, there's, yeah, that's true. There's so many easy ways for an artist to self to get distracted rather than, uh, than to have the courage to face the easel, to face their own limitations Mm-hmm. Uh, what they can do and what they can't do this next time, and it's it's very easy for us to uh, to find excuses for not uh, doing all that we might do. It's it's I, I'm sure yeah. almost every writer and artist deals with that to some degree. Um, right, having distractions and yeah, yeah. No, that's a great point. Um, I'm I'm. I'm glad you mentioned that because yeah i guess the most the you know in a lot of ways the most powerful thing we could do in in protest but but to your point um um 
also remembering that uh, it, it can just be a, a distraction, but the most powerful thing we could do is just stick to our values and keep producing the things that we would have produced anyway, regardless of right. the of the political situation or whatever, or yeah. Well, not, yeah, not producing them is not going to make anything better. Right. Yeah. Um, Right. And, and, and like you mentioned, maybe um, if we sort of stick to a stick to our guns, uh, so to speak, that can be fuel for the people who, who really are in the political battle. Uh, Maybe people who are sort of fighting on our side, um, maybe that's our job is to keep producing beautiful things and inspiring things that can be fuel for those for those who are actually in the fray, I guess. I, I do think that that's really important because, you know, it, it, if you think about somebody who's not in the position that we're in, someone who, let, let's say they are in the thick of it, let's say they're, they're uh, working in some, or they have been working in some political capacity, and that's their and I do have a few friends who who are are, are doing that. Who mm-hmm. um, their their job, their main focus is is trying to improve uh, the situation politically. Well, you know, if everybody gives up, and what's the point anymore? Nobody's you know nobody's making. Yeah. If nobody's living anymore, then that's less incentive for them to keep. Uh, trying to improve the political situation, but if if they come home at the end of the day and they open up uh, Facebook and they open up their favorite artist page and and boom, there's something beautiful coming to life there. Um, you know, that's that's a similar kind of fuel to to when someone comes home to their child and and sees that child who's completely oblivious to the political situation. Yeah. Doing what they do, mm-hmm. and and that brings it all back around to why the political stuff uh, uh, is important is in order to protect uh, uh, the the freedom and the environment for for people to live and to create and to laugh and smile and love and and uh, do everything that we love to do. So yeah. I I do think it's it's very important for an artist to continue trying to, to uh, just, you already, an artist already has an awful lot invested in, in, in terms of education, skills acquired and whether it's formal education or whether it's just self-education with experience of, of uh, learning to, to do what we do. Yeah. Um, it, it, you, you'd have to be in a pretty bad situation, I would think, as an artist to to stop doing, to stop pursuing the path that you've been pursuing, um, and 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 give that give that up. Granted, if you've got to flee a country or something, so be it. Right. But an artist, you know, an artist, if you really love what you're doing, you're not going to love doing anything else. And you're not going to love sitting around watching network news 24-7 because (laughs) you found yourself in a negativity cycle. You're not going to be happy. The only thing that's going to make us happy as artists is creating art. So um, as much of that as an artist can do, uh, that's 
that's what they should be doing. Um, yeah. In my opinion. So, and, and you know, if you if, if there's a way to to maybe channel that towards something politically, that it's harder as a well, it's not impossible as a painter. Um, you know, there there's definitely been a lot of great visual art that's been uh, politically themed in a way, or at least um, you know themed towards independence, freedom. There's a great big statue in the middle of New York Harbor that uh, is very much politically themed. <laughs> yeah. um, it might be yeah, Mount Rushmore is politically themed. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Some of our greatest public artworks are, are uh, political in some way, even if they're they're just uh, portraits of of uh, better men than we have running for president today, or women. Yeah. Um, so you know, a person can choose to go that that route if 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 that would uh, be something that they, that they would feel that they're being more effective if they they want to do paintings that are more uh, um, uh, liberty-oriented, freedom-oriented, independence, or, or character. You, know, you can think of some good Norman Rockwell pieces that, uh, uh, you know, someone's standing up when everybody else is sitting down right, in, a, right. in a situation of justice. Uh, we certainly mm-hmm. have some of those um, those pieces in the gallery, some of yours, um, mm-hmm. yeah. that uh, have have very positive themes and aren't just a simple still life with it. Not that there's anything at all wrong with a simple still life. Some of those are just, you know, if it's flowers in a vase, that's, that's wonderful too. But if, if what's bugging you as an artist, um, and and if you feel a need to be able to express something, and if you think you can do that with your art, by all means, um, uh, absolutely channel that into channel that passion into into your work if if you can if that if that works with uh, what you're doing if you don't have 10 portrait commissions stacked up or something and, and mm-hmm. you have the ability to try to do that um, but you know that brings to mind another um, point that I was thinking about and thinking about uh, some of the the circles that you travel in and uh, some of the wonderful teachers and painters and, and workshops and, and kind of this new movement towards uh, realism that, that thankfully is, I think, well underway at this point um, yeah. in this country. And, and that's you know, as wonderful, and I'm so pleased with where the where technique and skill uh, are going and so impressed with a, a lot of the work. The the one thing that I, I, I think that uh, artists can still uh, pay a lot more attention to, and, and I think that's choice of choice of subject and theme. Um, if mm-hmm. yeah, artists still uh, a lot of artists still tend to have, or the the ones that are coming up in the in the Call it a nouveau realist uh, uh, movement can can tend to be kind of naturalistic in terms of their piece of of subject. It's almost a very artist removed kind of approach to the work. Uh, you don't get often 
a, a lot of a sense of, of who the artist is, what their values are. Sure. So kind of a detached sort of studying of the subject, which is which is is wonderful, and particularly when I think as an artist is learning uh, their yeah. skills and their technique to to have more of just a strictly studious approach to whatever it is in front, trying to depict it as as realistically and yet as stylized as they're going to be one way or the other. Uh, but you know that being able to paint that way is a ultimately it's a tool it's not an end in itself it's right not, it's not um we don't paint and write just to to have somebody give us a ribbon and say you're you're sure. really yeah. good at what you do the whole purpose of art is to be creating things that that reflect what's important to us and right and we have that opportunity you know, once we develop the skills and the tools, to use that to uh, uh, to, to to turn our, our uh, to, to convey something that we're that's important to us, mm-hmm. and uh, I I hope that that eventually that starts to become more. And, and there are deep philosophical reasons why that hasn't really been addressed much yet in the uh, in the current art world I think but uh, hopefully we'll 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 shift a little more in that direction eventually yeah well what um do you want to get into what what you think might be those deep philosophical um sure things well, that might be holding people back to, I mean I can I can speak... a little bit go ahead um sorry I, I was just gonna say I could speak to just my own experience a little bit um before i went and studied um um at the water street uh, and grand central atelier jacob collins um schools i had no interest in still life painting i thought it was a total waste of time i was right. bored by like i just had no interest in it right <laughs> Like all I wanted to do was, you know, grand uh, figure paintings that had, you know, deep philosophic meaning, and um, and but I need I needed somebody, but I wasn't happy with my skill level, and so that's why I went there, and and I found, you know, just looking through, um, found found his work online, and I was like, wow, that's yeah, that's the guy who I want to paint like, who I want to learn from. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, just going through the program, um, still life became a way to practice those skills, um, you know, in, in a very um, practical kind of way. I could set up something in my own small apartment or whatever, work on it when it was convenient. Um and just and just kind of hone those skills, and so that's it's sort of that's where I kind of latched on to doing a lot of still life work, and and now you know, and now I'm at a point where, um, and sort of just been developing for a while, I guess, where I'm trying to really hone in on, and I've, I've 
I mean, I guess I've been doing it from the start. Um, but now I'm trying to really hone in on making paintings that are just, you know, totally focused on my values and expressing what I just things that really move me and, and trying to really create a body of work that's that's just really based on my values. Um, and which can be done with still life. Uh, yeah, so yeah. There's, uh, you know, the, the objects in in still life, portrayed in still life, are, are every bit as much of a part of our world as, as the big, grand, more abstract things. And, and sometimes, often, a still life can kind of function almost like a little, a little poem uh, that, yeah. even if it's, you know, whether it's like, whether if an artist is coming up with a unique composition, or if if if, if even if it's just fruit and flowers, if those things are important, you know, if the beauty of what's in front of them is is what really turns right. the artist on, and they they will enjoy bringing that out. Wonderful, um, mm-hmm. and and some of my favorite paintings are, are, are probably still life and, and the objects aren't necessarily uh, anything uh, uh, very unusual. Sometimes just the juxtaposition of something of one particular shape and color and, 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 and another piece where they just con- you know, con- contrast and yet complement um, and it, if it's done artfully and, and well, and sometimes even more of a sort of a very spare Japanese Asian style aesthetic uh, can be so pleasing. It, the same as when you walk into a room or a really nice hotel lobby, and if you have very well considered, well composed, sometimes very simple uh, flower arrangement in a, a a well-chosen, nice table, and it's well lit. Boom! Mm-hmm. That can make the whole room. And, and but, but the viewer can experience the the selectivity that that the artist uh, right. uses to to choose all of that. And it's just, it, you know, part of what part of what I'm trying to say is, it doesn't make much sense to me to to spend as much care in his, and, 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 and to, to toil as much as we do over values and hues and, and, and color selection and brush strokes and pushing edges back and bringing things forward and, and, and getting reflections on a glass just right. Why, why spend all of that, that effort and focus on those things and yet pick just Kind of a random subject. Mm-hmm. I, I think sure. the artist has an opportunity at some point, as long as their skill level can handle it, to to be as selective with their with their subject and the composition. That's another thing that I uh, uh, irks me sometimes. Photographers <laughs> tend to be, I think, one of the things the better photographers are usually really good at. Is, is composition and lighting um, yeah. because that's really what they have to work with. Um, right, right. And 
and I'll see what a photographer will do in a in a great photograph. And and one of my first thoughts sometimes will be, damn, I wish more painters would would take that much care in yeah. um, you know composing and 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 lighting a piece before they uh, uh, went ahead and and uh, treated it artistically. But you know whether it's composition or whether it's subject. Um, as, as I said before, it's, you know, painting is a tool, writing is a tool. And um, uh, it, it gives a person the opportunity to to make something meaningful in a meaningful way. And I, I think, well, you know, if an artist is doing a, uh, uh, if they're hired to do a, a portrait, that's one, that's one thing. But if you think about some of the great portraitists, you would you would absolutely get a sense of the artist's uh, appreciation for the essence of who that of uh, of who the who the subject right. is right right um, and why that doesn't happen as much today I I, I do think that uh, that on a cultural mm. philosophic level there's there's kind of this split between either everything is subjective and it's uh, it's all about feelings and you know the the quote unquote artist who would go in that direction would tend to be your abstract splatterers and right. you know just whatever the range of the moment is and you throw something on the canvas and that's supposed to be meaningful yeah. um, but the other side of that and uh, uh, doesn't have to be an emotionless, uh, dry, uh, uh, removed approach to the subject or the technique. The proper uh, human approach to work it includes emotions and values and rational thought and, uh, mm-hmm. and the personal. Uh, I, I right. think... Probably a lot of young artists and, and even artists who who I've read bios of and listened to their approaches. I mean, you know, sometimes sometimes they're emotionally repressed. Sometimes um, uh, the, the, their real spirit they don't allow it to come out in their their painting, or they're they're afraid for it to. Yeah. Um, and sometimes and there's just a is as I'm sure you're aware there's our our culture is just very anti individual um now as yeah. far as a you know yeah. a, a rational thinking person you're not allowed to have an opinion of of your own um and and i i think the the gradual breakdown of uh individuality in Western culture, is is perhaps reflected in 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 painters and artists uh, being being less uh, comfortable with projecting or with even having their own opinions yeah. on on things or, or or putting something out there. And if they do, then it's you know, it gets to be completely on the other side where it's just so 
incomprehensible that they can pass it off as, oh, well, this was just my fleeting whatever. It's not really me. You know, I, sorry if you're offended. Uh, or they put something <laughs> up that couldn't couldn't offend anybody. Um, right. It's a that's a big deep vast subject, and it varies, I'm sure, so much. But, but yeah. Um, I, I I do agree. I think I think people are are more afraid to sort of put themselves out there and make a any kind of a personal statement. Um, well, artists are afraid of are, are not all artists, but but artists. Uh, you know, you really open open yourself up for right. Right. or critique and comparison when you put something when you put something out there whether it's on canvas or on or the written word on the page mm-hmm. um, you know it's like just putting a great big target on on your on, on right. your soul when you when you do that and and critique uh, particularly negative critique can be uh, be devastating for somebody who's not fairly confident with where they are and and, and where they're where they're going. Um, so, yeah, the, the, it's easy to understand a reluctance to to, to really put things that are of particular personal value uh, in into one's work because that's kind of a way of shielding, you know, your own you, the deepest part of your psyche and soul by. Yeah, uh, not allowing that part onto the canvas or or onto your work or for filmmakers into their movies, and yet I, you know, think probably the best, probably the best novels, the best paintings, sculptures, film, uh, those are those are artists that have really taken a risk and and bared themselves and. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, critics be damned. Um, they and they do it for themselves, and uh, uh, takes a takes a lot of a lot of courage, though. But I, I don't think that the courage to do that is um, become part. Oh, I, I think it's a I think it's a step um, back in the right direction that that uh, the, that the current artists uh, of the better sort just we haven't quite gotten there yet and i think the more artists that are willing to do more personal work and yet realistic and yet stylized i think you know once that starts to happen it only takes one or two or three and then the others get braver and bolder and um, sure you know that's usually the way it works but that'll happen yeah so what do you think um Let's say from a from a commercial standpoint, um, you know, as a gallery owner, have you seen um, a difference in sales between more more openly kind of personal work versus maybe more detached work? Is there have you have you noticed a difference in in the way that that work um, connects with with your collectors? That's a really interesting question um, because most of most of what we have, I would say, uh, is is personal. The artists that we work with um, uh, tend not to do stuff that's kind of just more uh, 
uh, decorative and prosaic, and and mm-hmm. you know, we, we try to bring in art that that's different than what you would find in you know a half dozen galleries in uh, right Carmel or yeah. Telluride yeah. or what have you. So, but there is, yeah. and again, I think this is part of the the continuum, a, a direction. I think um, going, you know, it's almost you could. About 20 years ago, when I got started in this, you could almost smell it coming back in the direction that it should come in because things, the, the art in the museums and what was sold in a lot of galleries had just bottomed out. I mean, once you get to a point where it's a blank canvas or it splotches, where else do you go from there? <laughs> All and right. there's there's yeah. no there's no further there's there's no further down you could go than than yeah really what they did, and so you know. Uh, and they're still selling that stuff to each other at auctions and so on. <laughs> you know, there's not in some of the average working public still likes that kind of thing. But but uh, I think people, for the most part, are are you know the the critics have kind of lost everyone's ear. Uh, not everyone, but. Um, the general public's ear, I think. Yeah, and certainly. So, and so people walk into a gallery that's got stuff they can recognize and it's beautiful, and they go, oh, okay, I like that. And they walk into the next one and it's all abstract. I, I don't even think the abstract art is, you can't even, you don't, how do you teach that in in an art class in, in school? There's There's not really... A, a way to educate people in art appreciation of the stuff that's that's completely meaningless. There's just there's no syllabus for it. I mean, what do you do? Right. Um, right. So I think I think people being quote unquote educated in in art is it just hit the uh, uh, the bottom in terms of 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 technique and in meaning. Um, yeah, people. Uh, video games have a lot of uh, uh, art in the, mm-hmm. the background. Of the you know, oh yeah, yeah. It's all you know. The decent art is still all around us, and and, and people don't need an education in order to be able to appreciate a good sculpture or or a good painting. Of course, the more educated you are in the how it's done, the more you can appreciate yeah. it. But the average person, the six-year-old, seven-year-old, it's one of the best experiences of having the gallery is watching the kids come in right. and light up and look <laughs> around and start uh, mimicking the poses of some of the sculptures, uh, <laughs> being just, you know, uh, uh, being in, uh, finding something in a painting uh, marvelous and just watching the the joy and the the interaction that they that they have with the art. Um, yeah, that's so cool. I think that as uh, art as 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 the artists are relearning and as the atelier uh, ateliers are are uh, making an impact again, and you know, it may take a generation or or two uh, to. Uh, to to get more of a, a, a 
serious movement or school going that's more ex accepted. I, but but the young artists and and middle aged artists are 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 doing it now. Um, yeah. Relearning the techniques, uh, relearning the skills, and what I've seen, what I what I saw first come back. Almost, you could see the direction going back in the opposite direction. Uh, things went from completely abstract and, and uh, unintelligible and meaningless, and they started shifting back through the impressionistic stage. And so, yeah, I've seen a lot more of, of that become more acceptable in uh, uh, the, the gallery hubs. Where yes. Stuff yeah. is looser, um, a little more atmospheric, a little more uh, uh, impressionistic. You know, people mm -hmm. probably associate that with, somewhat with the with the um, impressionists of the of the nineteenth uh, century, and and yeah. um, and that has been kind of an easy way for the transition to go back in the other direction, and. Mm -hmm. And but there you start to see artists who work more tightly than that, uh, more realistically than that. But of course, of course, the the more you get towards what we call romantic realism, a stylized, a tightly stylized realism, um, mm -hmm. the, the the more you move in that direction, the harder it is to do and and, and to do well. So. Right. Um, uh, so, you know, those artists are starting to appear more in some of the galleries. But I think, you know, sometimes what gets lost there, again, is the the uh, uh, the emotion, the mood. Uh, uh, sometimes the, the subject. Uh, sometimes the, the more tightly you're paying attention to uh, the subject. Uh, it can be overworked. It can it can get dry. Um, sure. And you know the better impressionistic style uh, painters who are doing a woman in a white dress and there's lots of really cool light coming through and the colors are really good. Um, you know people people respond to that. There's a there's there's a mood often to the better ones and. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're responding to that that mood and the beauty of the colors and the light and the suggestiveness of what the scene is. Right. Um, and and sometimes that can get that can get lost when when artists try to tighten it up more than more than that. Um, but you know that's 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 the art of art. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, yeah. Trying I, to keep I all of that together and not fall apart. You know, there was all. I, there's always been a lot of. I've heard criticism of like Water Street and Grand Central Atelier, um, in that they don't teach. They teach, you know, technical skills, and there's not no one. No one's teaching about all of the more. Uh, how to say uh, all of the things that you're you're just talking about. Adding the, you know, personal. Um, bringing bringing more of uh, an artist bringing more of themselves to the table i guess and but 
but I think that's that's work that each individual artist has to do with themselves. Yeah. Um, I've always and defended. Should do. I'm just not sure yeah. that a lot of artists are aware of it that, that they well, they really yeah, need and to I get wonder to the place where they're not just doing a naturalistic depiction of something where the artist is completely removed from it, and then the artist is more like just a camera. Um, right. Right. You know, but, but getting to the point where you, you, you could be a camera if you wanted to, but um, you, you're doing your own personal selectivity and, you know, to use Ayn Rand's definition, you know, that your, uh, your art is reflecting your own metaphysical value judgments of what you see in mm-hmm. front of you. It's a very personalized right. valuing and recreation of that theme that you've set up or that you've seen, unlike a photographer who's just trying yeah. to capture uh, uh, something, even if it's composed beautifully and lit, and lit beautifully, and even if the subject is selected, it's a different thing that that, that artists and uh, the painters and sculptors do, and it needs to be different. It shouldn't look, it shouldn't be indistinguishable from a, um, a photograph. Otherwise, go take a photograph. Um, right. Yeah, but, yeah. But that's a that you know that's a. <laughs> You start talking about you know differences between and painting and whether photography is the same kind of art that painting is, and uh, uh, start getting uh, hate mail <laughs> from, <laughs> from people who have very strong opinions on that. Yeah, and sure. It's, it's, a, yeah. it's a very interesting, very interesting subject. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. Gosh, I, we could probably talk a long long time about just how an artist um goes about developing uh themselves to to be able to basically have something to say i guess is yeah. what it comes down to is like you know you can go you can study and you can learn all the skills um and you know it's probably why a lot of a lot of artists um could go through the training and then sort of disappear. Um, right. It's a, it's a not an easy thing to 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 learn the skills, to learn the vocabulary, to be able to to speak in a visual language. But then, what do you do you have anything to say? Yeah. 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 And um and and I think that that goes into just um, well for me it goes back to like I'm sort of spent all those years sort of. Tr- developing you know the skills and then the the competency to to say what i wanted to say and now it's sort of like try getting back to okay what was it that i wanted to say right right <laughs> you know it was That's... because it was all about wanting to say something and then not being you know just being very frustrated with not being able to express it and Right. And then it was just, you know, all pure focus on 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 learning the visual language and then now it's sort of like circling back to, okay, what was it that I wanted to say? Right. And um Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's uh and I, I think that's I I really think that's critical from for an artist on a on on just a deeply personal level. if you want to have a fulfilling career, not just successful commercially not just make stuff that people will buy if, if you want to be able to work 
or however many hours a day you work at the easel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And have that be really engaging your full person, your mind, body, spirit, heart, um, as much as possible and make something that's as meaningful to you as possible. You have to know what's meaningful to you and and why and, and, and embrace that and be courageous enough to to pursue that, um, develop whatever skills you you need in order to be able to do that. Um, and because that's just the most rewarding uh, experience you can have as an artist is to create something that's that that reflects who you are and your view of the world uh, in such a way that that nobody else would mm-hmm. ultimately you want to make a painting that that nobody else would make and and not because no one else would make it but because you haven't it's not out there unless you create it and you're making right. it you're, you're making a work of art because you don't see that particular scene or image or even if it's the exact same things, even if it were the exact same composition uh, that you might see in a painting in a in a museum or gallery. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, hopefully an artist has his own way that he wants to see that, that his, his own you know, one, one of the things I'll do as a writer or, or sometimes as a painter as well, looking at a piece and go, okay, what would I do differently? Not because the artist did it wrong, but because what would I like to, what what would I like differently about this? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, what, would I have included a third item in this little composition? If so, what would it be? If, yeah. Would I have lit this differently? Would I have, would I have, uh, you know, push some of these petals of, the, of this flower back and just really brought out this this one part, um, uh, this the, the part of this vase that's here. Um, it's kind of dead color-wise. I, mean, I, I would have popped this up. For me, what I need is, what I want to see is this particular color in this. Maybe I'll just change the color all, all together. What, what really would have worked here is a blue vase instead of a, an orange one. But just yeah. in, in that level of personalization, it's what, what right. do you like? What's important to you? Uh, and I'm talking to you, but I'm just talking to artists. Yeah. Um, but, hey, I could use a but, pep talk but, to you. That's fine. Okay. But an artist, you know, an artist has that opportunity to, to make something um, completely personal uh, to them and, and to who they are. They, you have the opportunity with color, composition, and, and so many different elements of it. Uh, what parts and pieces? Ha- you know, what 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 really? Even if it's an apple that you see in the produce section of the store, and you look at it and go, "Damn, I mm-hmm. want to paint that," because mm-hmm. uh, it, that's really interesting to me. It's luscious. It brings back memories and associations with things in my childhood and um yeah, yeah. let's have a little 
on here and just make that apple as juicy as possible. That that level of personalization is is you know anything from that to to being more selective about uh, subject matter, um, e even if it's still life. So bringing in, you know, you'll see artists do really interesting things with with items that are as you have done, whether it's books, a lump of coal, an oil lamp, there's, you know, there's so many things to go into choosing what one creates and how one creates it. And, uh, um, and uh, an artist's work and life can be, can be very, even tedious and difficult at times, and, and, yeah. and so can a writer's. And to get to help get you through all of that stuff, gosh, pick pick work that's going to really matter to you. And and when you when you look at it as on an easel, when you look at it on somebody else's wall twenty years from now, it'll make your heart jump a little bit. And you're yeah. Jump and go, yeah. That's that's what I wanted to paint, and that's yeah. that's. That's a little piece of my little piece of my soul there in that uh, canvas that, that came to life because I chose to put myself into it and mm -hmm. um, and have it reflect who I am and why I am. And it's, that's, that's a piece of the world that, that other people respond to because they have similar or the same values that I do or they can really appreciate what I do and who cares about everybody else. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess what it comes down to is basically what if you're not doing that, there's really no point in making another painting for the for the world. If you're not um, if you're not putting if there isn't a, a reason for you to make that painting, I guess, basically, if you're um, not doing that, then you're being you're, you're probably being secondhanded in your in your valuing. You're you're trying to look at you're trying to go by somebody else's standards, somebody right. else's values. And, right. This is and acceptable in you know for some other reason other than this this moves me or I I, right. I connect with this. Yeah. And then that you know <laughs> the the context of that is sure. There's absolutely situations where you know. Uh, illustrators, um, you know, you're doing contract, doing advertising work, so on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or a, a mural for somebody um, in a Renaissance style or something. You, you, you're working, you're getting paid to do exactly what they want you to do, the way they want you to do it. Now, granted, if the, the person who's hiring you is smart, they're going to give you as much leeway as possible to personalize yeah. as much as possible because that's how they're going to get the best product. Um, but but just talking as a, as a fine artist who is working independently and doing uh, doing personal work for personal reasons. Um, yeah, because, you know, you can walk through so many galleries and, and look at what's on the wall and 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 you think, well, okay, if I'm a if I'm an interior decorator, maybe I pick that for its colors and it's somewhat pleasant. Yeah. Um, 
seem that it's conveying, but you know, otherwise it can it can leave you uh, uh, kind of flat. And you know, maybe there's a place for that. I, I don't know. If you're decorating hotel rooms or something, um, uh, you know, maybe you pick things that are a little more land like that. But um, and sometimes it's funny. Sometimes in the gallery we get people that are decorating a house, whether it's their own or somebody else's, and they're coming in looking for particular colors <laughs> and sizes yeah. just for yeah. something to go above my sofa that's, you know, not yeah. going to offend my company and, you know, whatever. And that's not what we carry. I know, I know some places do, but, and you get a ton of that kind of thing being kicked out of, you know, China that they've got. Oh, yeah. Factories practically set up. Yeah. Well, yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. And, yeah. you know, by the hundreds and thousands. And, yeah. um, you know, for the uh, for the people who work in those factories, that, that, that's one thing. But, but for an artist who are going to the ateliers and schools that um, you and I have available to us here, hopefully you're trying to do something else. A notch or two above that, not just in terms of skill and technique, but in terms of personalization, because that's yeah, you know, that's really what people respond to, and the same thing is true when we walk into a theater, um, or when we pick up a a, a, a novel. What we don't want the same thing that we've seen twenty, fifty times right. before. We want yeah. something different, and and we want it. We when it's important to the artist. It, you know, one of the ways I think to convey this is if you look at some of the really good actors and actresses, you can tell when they're just phoning in a role and they don't really buy it. And yeah. When they really invest themselves in it, and it's it's they become that person, and and all of those little personalized pieces and parts and that style, that soul becomes alive there in front of you on the on the screen. Well, yeah. You know, a, a, a painter sculptor, writer, has, has that same opportunity uh, uh, to provide something meaningful and real and, and, and uh, unique and, and personal. And mm -hmm. um, if you can get past being afraid of whatever percent of people that are going to leave, that, that aren't going to respond to it, Interestingly, for me, and this is one of the interesting things that I learned from uh, from first trying to sell my art, the, the way a lot of artists, I suppose, do. Yeah. Uh, even starting in a park with, as I did, you know, doing uh, some portrait work on an easel, uh, yeah. and having people come by and seeing your stuff, and you get the range of responses to, <laughs> to you know, I went from that to. Uh, doing the uh, the street art fairs, you know the art and yeah. jazz fairs, and you know the ones that are all over the place and right. happen a half a dozen times a year in just about every decent sized town. Doing those with your little tent, your ten by ten, and 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 to watch first of all to watch thousands of people just stroll by and not even give you a second glance. Yeah, and then yeah. you get the few, you get the few. Uh, disparaging either looks or 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 comments or busybodies or uh, <laughs> but but then you make the really positive wonderful connections with people who 
like what you do for the same reasons that you did it in the first place. And you realize, okay, well, the market for my work might be a little bit narrower. (laughs) (laughs) Hope or thought, but yeah, but it doesn't matter as long as, you know, as long as there's, there's a, some percentage of people that will respond as, as positively to this as I could have hoped, and even more so sometimes, mm-hmm. then wonderful. That that means it's it's marketable. It's just I'm going to have to work a little harder to maybe to find those people or to have someone like a gallery uh, right. who who that has similar work and has a clientele that's already established that can go and uh, uh, put your work in front of those same patrons, those same buyers. And um, you know you, you you narrow your your odds that way and, and and decrease your work when you can target better that way. But, um, but yeah, it's yeah. you know the, the people the people that you want to appreciate your work you or I, I should put it this when you have people really appreciate your art. Um, it is like a it is like a a soul to soul experience, and it's it can be so meaningful for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but really, the only way that that happens if it's if if it's it started out and and made it all the way through the creative process is being meaningful to you. Otherwise, yeah. it's just not it's not going to be there. Um, you know. It, yeah. Something in a hotel room. No, the the average thing you see decorating a hotel room, nobody goes in there and stands in front of it, in front of that work, and just <laughs> wants to talk to the artist. Nobody cares who the artist is because it it's it's, it's it more or less blends into the walls, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it yeah. you know it might be pleasant, but okay. Yeah. Um. Well, anyway, that got off onto a tangent. But. No, no, that's great. <laughs> well, well, maybe we should um, switch gears a little bit. It, it's I feel almost bad. We've we've talked so long um, with the, our first interview, and now this one. Um, without Can we go for number three. <laughs> well, let's see. Um, let's see where we. Where? How? How are you time wise? Uh, I think I'm okay. Um, uh, I almost want to. I almost want to. We could do number three. <laughs> I'll, I'll do number three with you because we didn't touch on hardly anything. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I was gonna say like we, I, I, we got to talk about idolatry. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, um. Yeah. Let's do a third one if you don't mind. Um. I, I, I don't mind. No longer today. I, I've just got a hunch that, you know, we might do better if we. Uh, I do have some other things that are starting to press at the back of my mind. Um. Okay. Well, I I love the. I love the uh, more um, philosophical conversation that we had today, and um, and we can get to uh, some of the more um, uh, well. I'm sure we're not going to be able to talk about uh, your novel without getting pretty philosophical, but um, but yeah, we can we can save some of this other stuff uh, for part three. Sounds good. 
Cool. Sounds good. Um, if, if you want it, um, you know, if you run out of other people to talk to, or you want to schedule, <laughs> do it in a month or two. It's totally up to you. Yeah, yeah, we could. Yeah, we could definitely do that. I guess there's no no hurry on it. I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, let's let's uh, let's make a date for part three. <laughs> we'll sure. keep. We're um, uh, maybe in some ways we're we're mirroring mirroring the uh, epic uh, story that you're writing, just uh, oh. <laughs> doing an uh, an epic interview here. Um, well, anyway, thanks thanks so much, Quint. I I this is a great conversation, and uh, yeah, I appreciate fun. your uh, appreciate your time. Appreciate yours too, and thanks for doing this. I don't know how many people, how many people you reach, but uh, you know it's always it's always good for me. Uh, yeah, talking this stuff out because you know I don't have a lot of people around that that I can converse with on this basis with fellow artists who I know. Yeah, yeah, kind of concerns and 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 challenges and. Uh, uh, well, and this was this was nice. This was really nice for me personally to to have this conversation and and just sort of be like it really you reminded me of uh, to just refocus and focus on you know the the purpose of why why I'm making art again and and, and block out this periphery stuff that's that's. Yeah. Uh, distracting and um well, the thing is you know what's what, what's the option i mean you can, yeah yeah you, know, you can go go hide in a closet and it just you come if if you ever do come back out it won't have changed anything right so, you know i yeah. think i think we have to be really work to be as as selfish as possible and sometimes that means disengaging from the big conversation to some extent if you realize that yeah you know there's only so much you, you can do and, well there's and, yeah there's only so much that we can do and we have to just continue living our lives and make that as as enjoyable as possible yeah yeah I mean, if you look at the end of it if you try to think okay uh at my you know at, at my funeral uh somebody looks back and goes wow he let the clinton trump thing kill his career yeah <laughs> great thing yeah 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 um, you know, right. um, but it's and it's easy to, God, it's easy to do it, and it's easy to to get uh, to get disheartened, particularly you know when you have a family and you're trying to figure out the future of the country, yeah. and what is it going to mean to everybody economically, and whether, you know, when 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 the economy turns down, we've been through a, a couple of rough patches with the gallery. You know, the the money yeah. for for yeah. art dries up, and um, right. And that can, those can be difficult things to get through. And, uh, but uh, again, I look at the big, big picture and, and art has survived uh, a lot worse than the, the moment that we're dealing with right now. We would probably have some, some rough stuff ahead to be sure, but how much can yeah. we still, how much can we still do, um, you know, during, uh, with, with the resources that we do have, uh, and you know we have an opportunity to um, to establish uh, to establish a market for an artist such as yourself, um, or more of a market, I should say. Um, and and you know you 
interestingly, after 2011, I thought, or two, uh, I'm sorry, 9/11. Um, yeah. I, you know, it just it looked like every the bottom was going to drop out and stay out. But yeah. Interestingly, a lot of people, kind of like my a lot of more like-minded people, but the people focused in on what was important to them and. And art didn't mm-hmm. become less important. Uh, for some of them, it became more important. It's, it's all right. Well, I don't. You know, what, what, why wait until I'm seventy to start buying the things that I really want? Um, that may not come. So they just yeah, and spend right. money on on what what uh, kept them going and surround themselves with with beautiful things and and uh, yeah. We've seen that happen down through history. It's just you know the general economy can can go south but you know artists survived world war ii they survived world war one you th- european artists did and you know the whole damn continent was up in flames and bombs going everywhere but but um yeah they found right. ways to, to persevere and maybe they had to do other things for a year or two or supplement with other things but um you know came out of it on the other side and during times when i'm sure the entire populace thought, you know, there's no way this is going to end well. The, the world's mm-hmm. done. Yeah. Um, and and yet it wasn't. It's, uh, um, yeah. You do the best we can. That's all we can do. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, Quint. Um, okay, I look forward to uh, part three. Okay, it's set. There will be a part three with Quint where we finally talk about his novel, Idolatry, um, which, as I mentioned before, volumes one and two are available right now on Amazon, so go get them. Volume one is called Genesis, and volume two is called A New Eden. And this is truly romantic fiction. I'm talking... Victor Hugo, Ayn Rand, grand scale, big ideas, difficult choices, physical conflict, moral conflict. It's the real deal. So go get volumes one and two. And while you're at it, tell your friends about this podcast. And if you'd like to tell me directly that you love the show or you hate the show or you think it's just kind of okay. um, Hopefully you love it or you hate it. Kind of okay is lame. Um, anyway, email me at danny at dannygrantfineart.com and leave comments, uh, and super high ratings for the show on iTunes. Okay. Thanks everybody. See you next time.